Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. This afternoon, today is the seventh day of the Feast of Tabernacles. And in this time, the Bible says the Lord Jesus Christ stood in the temple. And he cried saying, the Bible says, in the last, that great day of the feast, turn with me in your Bible to John chapter 7. And we're looking at verses 37 and 38. In the last day, I didn't hear you. That great day of the feast. Turn to your neighbor and say, that day is today. Jesus stood and cried saying. Say, pastor is standing and he's crying. (laughs) Say, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And he that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But, verse 39, this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. In other words, Jesus did this at the Feast of Tabernacles in the temple in Jerusalem, but the fulfillment didn't come until the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out. And so even today, the Holy Spirit has been poured out in a measure, but the Spirit is yet to be poured out in what we call the Spirit without measure at the same level that it was in the life and the ministry of Jesus. Here... It says that it didn't happen at that time because Jesus had not yet been glorified. In other words, Jesus hadn't been raised from the dead. Today, God is working in us to fill our mortal bodies with the life of God, which the Apostle Paul likens to a resurrection. It's not a literal resurrection like what will happen at the rapture, but it's a resurrection of the uh, of, of, of the life of God uh, being made in our mortal flesh. Some time ago, I preached a message called The Resurrection in Abraham and Sarah. Abraham, who is the father of our faith, the Bible tells us that when he was 99 years old, God appeared to him and told him he was going to have a son. Now, he already had a son, Ishmael. So he thought that was what God was talking about. God said, "Mm -mm, no, in Isaac shall your seed be called. And uh, he said, you know, I mean, we've been here 25 years. Nothing has happened. So God said, circumcise yourself. And at the time of life, I will return. That is nine months, you know, and Sarah will have a son. And literally what happened was that there was a rejuvenation of the bodies of Abraham and Sarah. In other words, the life of God came into their physical bodies. It was a physical miracle. 
and renewed their youth and their strength so that Abraham could produce the sperm, you know, uh, the uh, Sarah could produce the egg that was fertilized and she could conceive. In fact, in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says, and Sarah received strength to conceive. And so, in the same way today, God is giving life, Zoe, to our mortal bodies to put in us or, or, or uh, create in us, if I, I can use that expression, a kind of resurrection uh, that will then bring in this glory of which we speak. I'd like you to go with me to Philippians chapter 3. Paul describes this. Paul saw it by revelation. He did not experience it. But he saw it by revelation and wrote it, recorded it, so that we, the 42nd, the end time generation, will see it and then enter into it. In Philippians in chapter 3, he says, uh, <clears throat> I will read um, two verses uh, to start with. Verses 10 and 11. He said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. In other words, I'm going to become like Jesus. Now, Jesus was crucified on the physical cross. But I'm going to use the power of the Holy Spirit and the life of God to crucify the sin nature and its lusts in my soul and body and flush them out. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. He's not talking here about the resurrection at the rapture. He's talking about what I just spoke about that happened in Abraham and Sarah. He's talking about the life of God being made manifest in our mortal flesh. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He says this same thing in verses 10 and 11. He says, always bearing about the, in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. Same thing he said in uh, Philippians where he says, you know, that I may be conformable unto his death. In other words, I'm I'm, I'm Dying, you know, by, by, by the Spirit. I'm using the Spirit, the power of the life of God and the Spirit of God to crucify the uh, nature of sin in my flesh. So he says, always bearing about in the, the, the die in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that's I'm being conformable to his death, that the life of Jesus might be made what? Manifest where? In our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. We're doing it because of Jesus. That the life of Jesus might be made manifest in our one of it. Observe, Paul put the thing in the future. He said that. He hadn't got there yet. So if we go back to Philippians, you go back to Philippians, and we go back to that verse 11. Now in verse 12, he explains it. This is, Great apostolic teaching and revelation. Not as though I had already attained. In other words, I haven't got it. I haven't got it yet. Either were already perfect, but I follow after. 
follow after who? Jesus. I'm going to keep crucifying my flesh. I'm going to keep flushing out the sin nature in my soul and body. If that, I didn't hear you. I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus has already purchased this for me. <laughs> He's purchased it for me legally by his death and, and, and resurrection, his death on the cross and his resurrection. Now, I want to apprehend it in my experience. I want to bring it into today's experiential knowledge. And so what I'm doing is I am, I'm talking about Olubi Johnson now. I now am just mimicking Jesus. I'm crying according to the Feast of Tabernacles, the, 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 the type. He said, if any man is thirsty for this glory, for this perfection, then let him come unto me. Not, of course, not unto Olubi, but unto the Lord Jesus, you know, and drink. For out of his belly will flow rivers of living water that will now cause the life of God to be made a manifest in his mortal body. You see, it is the life of God that is manifest in the mortal body that produces the creative healings and miracles that we see in the ministry of Jesus as recorded and typified all over the uh, uh, four Gospels. But in two particular places, it was summarized. Go to Luke chapter 6. We're going to come back to Philippians. Go to um, This, I am preaching totally by the Spirit. I don't have notes. God said, just start from that, John 7. Which is exactly what I've done. You know, he said, because today, well, today is actually the seventh day. The... Feast of Tabernacle actually has eight days. You know, we're going to go there in a minute in the book of Leviticus. The first day was a convocation, and the eighth day was also a Sabbath. Today is actually the seventh. In modern day Israel, you know, they've got they've turned everything to religion. You know, they only they do Sukkot. They call it Sukkot. The word Sukkot just means hut. In you know, it means tabernacle. You know, they will build huts, you know, um, with palm trees and all of that. So during the seven days, they won't live in their physical uh, houses. You see that if you go to Israel today, you'll see it. everybody, will be, you know, not everybody, but the religious Jews, they'll stay inside the huts. Then you do that for seven days until the eighth day. So today is actually the seventh day. And so I am just proclaiming this uh, uh, prophetic truth for its present today manifestation and so uh, 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 <clears throat> let's look at Luke chapter 6 we're going to look at we're talking about the life of God being made manifest in the mother this is what Paul he saw it and, and, and James and John and all these guys they saw it but they 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 they, they pursued it but in their own generation and their own lifetime they never experienced it but i thank god they recorded it and put it down so that we the end time generation will be able to see it verse 19 of chapter 6 in fact let's let's read from verse 17 so you get the full context he says and he don't you never say who's he 
the Lord Jesus Christ, came down with them and stood in the plain. Oh, I didn't hear you. And the company of his disciples and a small multitude. You know, when we read scripture, we have to read very carefully. And a small multitude of people out of all Judea, Jerusalem, from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon. You know, in recent times, I've been doing something. Whenever I'm reading my Bible, you see, that's why I broke the Bible, the the three-year Bible reading plan into small segments. So usually it's about 13 verses a day. Ending between 7 and 13 verses every day. Nothing much. So that you can have time to... You, I'm not reading it for information. I already know what it says mentally. I'm reading it for revelation. And in recent times, when I say in recent times, I'm talking about in the last six months, a year, what I, many times I will stop. Those people say stop. Go to the map. My, this is my Bible here. You know, it has... I've got about two or three maps. You know, Jesus in the, t- um, the map in the time of Jesus, the map in the time of Paul, the missionary journeys. So I go and start looking at the map. So in my mind now, I have the map. Tyre and Sidon is to the northeast. Jerusalem is down here. When you say Judea, Judea is the region around Jerusalem. Let me use Nigeria because it's contextual. Ibadan, for instance, or your state is the place around Ibadan. So Judea was like the region around Jerusalem. But this Tyre and Sidon was far in those days to them. Even today, you think at least an hour or two, you know, by car, if you were in Israel. You know, you'd have to travel up and then go to the left, you know. It's the, the, and there are, are, are cities on the sea coast, you know. So I, 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 I can appreciate what he's saying here. He says, and from the sea coast, I didn't hear him, of Tyre and Sidon, which came, that is a great multitude. These people all came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. Verse 19. And the whole multitude, oh my God, give the Lord a clap offering somebody. We have to inherit this all. And the whole, it wasn't five people. We know a multitude is about 5,000, you know, using the uh, estimate of the when he fed the 5,000, about the multitude. This one didn't say multitude, it's a great multitude. So you're looking at 15,000, 20,000. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. Why? For there went what? Virtue out of him and healed. I didn't hear you. Don't be afraid of reading the scripture. Read it. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's start again. Let's all read it together. <laughs> you know, unbelief is a terrible thing. Everybody say, God help my unbelief. And the whole... Don't you never say 20,000 people about? 
multitude sought to touch him. For there went virtue out of him and healed. You know why? His body was not, a, was not an insulator. That's what it means. That's what Paul meant. That the life of God, the life, it was flowing. So, all the, the, anybody who came within a radius, that virtue just came out. This is not word of wisdom. It's not word of knowledge. It's not even gifts of healings. These not gifts of the spirit. The spirit without measure. And that is the call of the Feast of Tabernacles today. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. For he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. Virtues. Rivers of virtue. So that is the 2022 application uh, fulfillment of that scripture. When Jesus was speaking about it, he was talking about Pentecost that was coming. Today, we're not just talking about, we've already got Pentecost. We're not talking about Pentecost. We're talking about this. Look at Mark chapter 6, and then we're going to go back to Philippians. Mark chapter 6. Am I talking to anybody here? Oh, Jesus, help me. Now, these scriptures do not cease to amaze me, honey. Let's read from verse 53. I could read verse 56 in isolation. But since I'm preaching and teaching, this is an apostolic preaching and teaching, you know, let me make it contextual, you know. And when they passed over, excuse me, and when they had passed over, they came into the land of Genesaret and drew to the shore. And when they were come out of the ship, I didn't hear you, straightway, they knew him, they recognized him. And ran through the whole region round about. And began to carry about in beds. Those that were sick when they heard, where they heard he was. And whithersoever, everybody scream it. Say it. I told you, let Oyo, Ibado. He's saying, Ogumaki. Abiokuta, Lagos, Kano, Enugu, Calabas, Ijebu. They don't want to be left out. But I'm serious. I, I, there's a reason why I'm, I'm, I'm sh I, I want to share this scripture in here because I'm, I'm fulfilling the, the present day uh, 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 um, application of the Feast of Tabernacles. That's what I've been commanded to do today. Because today is similar to the last days, not exactly the last days, the seventh day, you know, but it's this, that we are gathered in church. So we're in the temple now, because the, the temple is the church now, you know. And I'm doing exactly what Jesus did. I am opening my voice. That day when Jesus said it, nothing happened. And, uh, um, sorry, John explained by putting it in parentheses. He said, uh, but, you know, the Spirit was not, he spoke of the Spirit, you know, but it had it hadn't happened because Jesus was not yet glorified. So then we know that you know about two and a half years later, because this is about the middle of the Jesus ministry. You know, on the day of Pentecost, then it happened. You know, so in the same kind of way, I'm, I'm declaring, I'm crying, a prophetic voice, trumpet. You know, of what.
God is saying. If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. For out of his belly will flow rivers of living, rivers of virtue that will go into his mortal body and it will go out for the healing of the nations. Are you listening to me? And whithersoever, observe that this thing is not, uh, is not a choreographed. It's not a... Uh, it's not planned for a uh, particular environment. It's not just going to happen in church or in a crusade or in the stadium or in Shiloh or in some camp meeting. They think it's going to follow you around. Because you see, it's not, it's not man generated. It's God generated. So with us whoever, everybody scream it. Oh, I didn't hear you. He entered. Watch this. Into villages. Like a shure. <laughs> I had to pull my wife's leg. Or cities. Like Ibadan. Or country. Like a state. Or your state. Ogun state. Lagos state. Enugu state. Kano State, my you know, Borno State, Zamfara. That will be the equivalent interpretation of the scripture. Notice there was a village, say city, say country. That's what he means, you know, talked about regions. They laid the sick in the streets. This is not a controlled environment. Like some of our people do, and then they say it's fake miracles. They go and hire people who are sick. You know, it used to happen. Yeah. I remember somebody sharing with my wife and I many, many years ago now. Said, I don't mind them, you know. He said, we know all the tricks that they play. The person who was talking was a pastor. And he was confessing, you know, to another pastor who was telling my wife and I. It's a true story. He said, don't mind them. He said, we, we know how to do it. He said, we'll go and hire people. Give them money. And they'll come to the crusade with wheelchair. They went to me they'll now get up and say they are healed. And people will give offering. They have blasphemed the name of God. This is the real thing. I heard another story. I'm not going to mention the names. I'll just give you the principle. Of a very big man of God who was doing miracles, you know, he was an evangelist and he had some some miracles in ministry, but not too much. But he had some. So he went somewhere and one of the people in authority said to him, He said, I have a son or a ward, I don't know if it's actually his son, who was have who was who had a mental problem and was really sick. He said, If truly you have this anointing. Come and pray for this boy so he will be healed. He couldn't do it. And you know what the man said? He said, from that time, I didn't take any of those people seriously. Why should the heathen say, where is our God? There's no shortcut to this thing. No. So, he said, and with this, wherever he entered, let's say it again, into villages or cities or country, 
They laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were, but the border of his garment. Everybody screamed the last part. This is no word of wisdom. How many words of wisdom do you want to get? This is no word of knowledge. This is spirit without measure in oppression. That is what the Feast of Tabernacles is to fulfill now. Let's go back to Philippians. Philippians, going back to chapter 3, we were in verse 11. And, and Paul said, you know, uh, verse 13. So Paul now says, he, Paul had this revelation. All these things I've told you now. Paul had it. Not only Paul. Peter had it. James had it. John had it. They, 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 you know, Peter wrote in Second Peter, he said that if you do these things, you will never fall. Add to your faith virtue to virtue, knowledge to knowledge, temperance to temperance, patience to patience, godliness, godliness, brother, kind. If these things be in you and abound, you know, you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. James says, count it all joy. Says, uh, when you find divers, but, you know, temptations and trials, knowing this, that the trying of your will, faith worketh patience. Let patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. John says, you know, uh, 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 God is love. Uh, whosoever keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. You know, he went on to say, you know, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. These men, they saw, that's why, that's where I got all the stuff from. I didn't pick it from the air. You know, it was through the scripture. So from the scripture, you can, you know, these men described, you know, he said, in him truly is the love of God perfected. They had a glimpse of it. They experienced a little of it, not much in their time. They, they saw the sick healed. They saw the dead raised. Honey, I find it very instructive. And I know God did it deliberately in order to instruct us, you know, and inspire us to this higher ground. That in the Acts of the Apostles, we only have two accounts of people raised from the dead. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.